to help you understand this morning about how to be a revivalist during perilous times amen uh, how do we respond to what is going around us going on around us and as a church how can we position ourselves better to be able to walk in the plan and the purpose of god that he has given us amen now it is important for us to understand this portion of scripture from judges chapter 6 because the scripture says that now the angel of the lord came and sat under the terebinth at ophrah which belongs to joash the abezerite while his son gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press to hide it from the midianites so israel was under the oppression of the midianites why did they go through that oppression they were oppressed because they did evil in the sight of the lord is what the scripture says in judges 6:1 it says the people of israel did what was evil in the sight of the lord and therefore the lord gave them into the hand of the midians for 7 years so there is this ability that god can hand over his people into the hands of the evil one and he allowed it so that they will repent and they will turn back to him amen so so before we understand the encounter that gideon had we must understand the background of the oppression that the people of israel were going through why were they oppressed by the evil one why did god allow the midianites to come and oppress them for 7 years what kind of a spirit was the midianite spirit now you must understand that the midianite spirit was very interesting spirit it was a very interesting you know kind of oppression the scripture says that whenever the israelites planted crops in verse number 3 the midianites and the amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them what kind of a spirit is this whenever they what planted crops and the produce of the land was about to come they would gather against the people of israel so it's almost like they have worked hard for it and they have borne fruit and the produce of the land is ready for them to harvest and just when they are about to harvest the midianites surround them and they try to attack them so let me simplify it it's like you worked hard the whole month and your salary is credited on the first of the month <laughs> and by the time it is credited <laughs> you have everybody knocking at your bank account emi loan <laughs> right they're all waiting to eat out of your salary are you getting it now <laughs> they're all waiting to take what you have earned but the thing is you have allowed them to come into your life you have made certain decisions to allow them to have access to your accounts you have entertained them 
the scripture says that Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord and because they did evil these Midianites would surround them it's almost like you've done so much hard work but still you're not able to enjoy the fruit of your labor you're not able to enjoy your hard earned money it's like first morning or second morning whenever it is credited you're all clean shaven and you are so ready you say yes money is come by the time it is fourth or fifth you're already sporting a shaved look uh, unshaven look you know you're already having a beard and you're like oh my god all my money is gone what do i do right <laughs> so how do you overcome this spirit because as a church we have been attacked as a church we have been in a place where the midianites are continuously oppressing us not allowing us to enjoy the harvest not allowing us to enjoy the produce of the land so how do we rise up in a situation like this maybe you're sitting here this morning and saying pastor i'm working so hard from morning to night but still i'm not able to enjoy the fruit of my labor my money is going my finances are in a mess i'm going through struggles and difficulties whatever i am earning i am paying for it in the hospital i'm paying for it in insurance and all these things and it's a tough place to be in and when you are continuously oppressed what do you do you start to hide when you're continuously oppressed you don't have the ability to now come out and show what you have because you are in fear what will happen to you and that's exactly what happened to the israelites they were oppressed continuously by the enemy and they cried out to the lord and the lord sent a prophet and the prophet did not give them any solution in verse number 8 he said the lord sent a prophet to the people of israel and he said to them thus says the lord the god of israel i led you up from egypt and brought you out of the house of slavery and i delivered you from the hand of the egyptians and from the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land and i said to you i am the lord your god and you shall not fear the god of the amorites in whose land you dwell but you have not obeyed my voice so there you go there's a second instance or there is a second reason why the lord allowed the oppression it was because of disobedience to the voice of god so they did evil in the sight of the lord and then the prophet says that you have disobeyed the voice of the lord so sometimes when we are oppressed it is better to check the root of our oppression and see why are we being oppressed why are we being attacked why are we being always you know taken control of why are we being subdued when we are supposed to have authority am i speaking to somebody this morning as a child of god you wonder god why am i attacked all the time why am i under this oppression all the time i think the answer this morning is that we need to check and see if we are walking in obedience to the voice of the lord is the voice of the lord your friend is the voice of the lord your companion 
You see, the voice of the Lord was so powerful in the life of Adam and Eve that they fellowship with it at one point of time. That he would walk in the garden and they would have fellowship. But they hid from the same voice when they ignored his instructions. They ignored his commands. They hid from that voice. They hid from his presence. So this morning the spirit of the Lord is encouraging you. He's saying that though you are feeling oppressed, though you are feeling abandoned, though you are feeling that you are in a place of fear and hiding, I'm coming for you. The Lord says I'm coming for you. Because as he sent the angel of the Lord to Gideon, he is sending his angels into your life this season. He is sending the angel of the Lord to encounter the Gideons that have been hiding in the wine press. Because the angel of the Lord came and called Gideon out of the wine press. He was beating the wheat in the wine press is what the Bible says. Normally you take the wheat that you have harvested and you beat out the wheat in the open field so that the wind will blow the chaff away from the wheat so that it can be cleansed but here is Gideon hiding it in the wine press because of the fear of the enemy maybe you're saying this morning that I have everything it takes to be what God has called me to be but I have been forced to hide because there is too much darkness around me there is too much fear around me there is too much uncertainty around me there is too much happening around me therefore I have chosen the wine press to hide the Lord declares to you this morning beloved that you are no longer to hide because God is sending his angel God has sent his glory God has sent his son Jesus and you don't need to hide in the wine press anymore Gideon this morning the Lord is unlocking the assignment that is upon your life are you ready for it the destiny that God has for you is hiding the assignment that God has for you is shut up within you and you don't know how to unleash it and the Lord says that I'm sending my angel see to unlock Gideon's assignment God did not send a prophet he himself came down the angel of the Lord himself came down that is how much God values you Gideon this morning that is how much God values you it is not about how people value you can you imagine that when the people of Israel cried out the Lord sent a prophet and here is Gideon in fear and the Lord himself personally comes the angel of the Lord comes and he meets with Gideon hallelujah hallelujah I believe that God is raising you up as a revivalist in these end times hallelujah you don't have to hide from your destiny people of God dear Gideon this morning the Lord is lifting you up out from the wine press 
the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you, Gideon. The Lord is with you. So you see, the Lord being with you is your greatest advantage in life. The Lord being with you, come on, tell this to yourself. The Lord being with me is my greatest advantage. Greatest advantage. You don't need anybody standing next to you but the Lord. Oh, I'm telling you, if the Lord is with you, you can move mountains. You can conquer territories. You can break bondages. You can break curses. You can overcome every bondage. You can overcome every situation. When the Lord is with you, Gideon, not only did the angel of the Lord say, the Lord is with you, but he addressed him as, oh mighty man of valor. Wait a minute. Gideon, you are hiding from the enemy. And God is addressing you as a mighty man of valor. Let me just dwell on that for a minute now. What heaven talks about you is what is more important in your life. How heaven recognizes you is how your life should be planned. Plan your life based on what God speaks about you and thinks about you. This is very important. Because we often plan our life based on what people tell about us. They say, uh, Brother Money, uh, you, can I take your example? Brother Money, you're a comedian. You're not a drummer. You know, they'll say, oh, no, 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 you don't play the drums. You, you're a comedian. So they'll come and say, oh, you're a comedian, you're a comedian. But heaven thinks that you can play drums for the glory of God. I'm just giving an example. Amen. So if you can play drums for the glory of God, that's what heaven thinks of you. The Lord is with you, almighty drummer. <laughs> Amen. The Lord is with you, almighty businessman. The Lord is with you, almighty revivalist. The Lord is with you, almighty artist. <laughs> Amen. The Lord is with you. So what is heaven thinking about you? Turn to somebody and say, what is heaven thinking about you? Do you know? Do you know what is heaven thinking about you? What is heaven thinking about you this morning? What is the Lord's perspective about you? See, we often battle with man's perspectives. We think that, oh, my pastor doesn't care about me. My pastor thinks that I'm good for nothing. My father thinks that I'm good for nothing. My parents thinks that I am not good at this. So we are often battling with our insecurities because people have a certain opinion about us. And therefore we are living a life in order to compete with people's opinion around us. But this morning the Spirit of the Lord declares to you, the Lord is with you, almighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. I think there's one song like that, right? By Rick Pan.
Rhino or Rick Bino. Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Does anybody know that song? I'm telling you, I feel the anointing on this verse this morning. God is asking you to fix your perspective on what God thinks about you. What he measures you to be. Who he's called you to be. What he's called you to be. If you can hear it from God himself, that settles it. That settles it. That settles it. That settles it. That's all you need, O Gideon. That's all you need. But just like you and me, Gideon cannot believe the words of the angel. He replies back and saying, Gideon said to him, Please sir, if the Lord is with us, then why is all this happening to us? Where are his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of the Midians. So just like you and me, Gideon is asking the angel of the Lord, saying, if the Lord is with us, then why am I going through this? Why am I sick? Why am I in bondage? Why am I in lack? Why is the enemy stealing my harvest? Why am I not prosperous? Why am I not in a place where I can fulfill my calling? If the Lord is with me, just like you and me, Gideon has this question in his mind which he asks the Lord. While he's pouring his complaint before the Lord, the Lord does not address his complaint. Instead, he looks at him and says, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Did I not send you or do I not send you? So the Lord is not answering Gideon's complaint. I have news for you. The Lord will never answer your complaints. Because he knows that if he can send you into your assignment, if he can unlock your destiny, if he can unlock your gifting and your calling, you will have all the answers right there. Because you think that everything needs to become perfect before I can serve God. You think that everything needs to be fixed right so I can serve God right. No Gideon, while you are complaining, I'm saying, Go in the might that I have anointed you with. Stop the complaining. Stop the murmuring. Stop telling God what you think about your situation. That's why he is encountering you this morning through this word. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours. Go in this might of yours. And save Israel from the hand of the Midians. We are anointed to handle conflicts. I said what? We are anointed and called out by God to resolve conflicts. 
to not allow the enemy to overpower us because the anointing is given for that very reason which is why the lord is telling gideon go in this might of yours you already have what it takes to defeat the midianites gideon you don't need another answer from me you don't need me to fix your complaints you don't need me to explain to you why you're going through what you're going through i am telling you go in this might go with the anointing that i've already given you go with the power that i've already anointed you with go with the spirit of god that is upon you i don't need to explain to you anything more often people get stuck because they think that everybody around them is the reason for why they are in that situation they say oh i went to that church that's why i am in this situation right now oh i went to that school that's why my education got spoiled oh i went to that office and that's why my career got spoiled so you start blaming everybody around you for what you have become in life the lord says go in this might of yours gideon i feel somebody's destiny is getting unlocked this morning somebody is being stirred in their spirit to rise up for god this morning you don't need another encounter right now this morning as you're listening to this word you're encountering the lord you're encountering your destiny you're encountering your purpose it's immaturity to blame people around you for the mess that you are in it's immaturity the ones who have succeeded in life are those who have ignored people's opinions people's discouragements people's fears i was just watching a couple of documentaries and i was noticing how some leaders have come up to the level where they are today because they have learned how to ignore the accusation they've learned how to ignore the uh, accusations and the people who come against them they've learned how to ignore that that's how they've been able to come to the place where they are because at any point in your life you will have people who are against you today your enemy may be small tomorrow your enemy may be more bigger at some point whether you become the president of india or prime minister of india you will still have more enemies amen but god is saying this morning go in this might of yours go in this might of yours gideon you will have opposition you will have accusation you will be oppressed but go in the name of the lord arise and go in the mighty name of jesus arise and go in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah see god is more interested in using us and he is not going to address your complaints 
because from a human perspective we think that oh if god is with me then why am i going through all this why am i going through all this if god is with me has anybody said that don't look at me so holy now this morning all of you have said that i have said that if god is with me why am i going to the hospital again and again if god is with me why am i going through lack and lack again why am i failing in that subject again and again if god is with me god is with you oh mighty man of valor but you have not recognized that he is with you you have not recognized that he has called you to do something in these last days let it not be too late before you step into your assignment because we are living in the last days we are living in perilous times who knew that this year all of a sudden war will break out in the world just 2 years ago we were talking about covid 19 and everybody was sitting inside the house shut fear of corona today everybody is out but war is broken out right and there is every possibility that this war can turn into a world war and not only a world war but it can also turn into a nuclear war and if it turns into a nuclear war everybody around the world will be affected because even when there is a nuclear explosion in one place the smoke that spreads in 2 weeks they say it can cover the whole earth it can affect cultivation it can affect the crops it can affect the air people will just die of the radiation so you think you're safe our security is only in what god has called us to do Hallelujah. So that's why Gideon this morning you need to arise. It is not for us to waste our time. It is not for us this season to keep thinking maybe tomorrow, maybe day after tomorrow, maybe after I have a baby, maybe after I get married I'll serve the Lord better. <laughs> maybe after my children grow up I can serve the Lord better. Maybe after I finish my work and then I get some pension then I can take the bible and go around no 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 we don't have time go in this might of yours kitian go in this might of yours lift your hands and say i have been anointed i have been called i have been chosen i have been set apart for the kingdom of god you need to move we need to move this morning that's the urgent word of the lord move don't you somebody can say move <laughs> move move amen it's time to win souls it's time to heal the sick it's time to cast out devils it's time to travel it's time to preach the gospel it's time to go and win the lost around you amen it's your responsibility to fill up all these chairs in this church this morning I was wondering is was there a rapture this morning that people disappeared <laughs> amen See that's how it is. We have to learn to become consistent in drawing from the presence of God. We can't just be on fire one week and then next two weeks we are wondering whether to go to this church or no or whether to go another church or whether to really come. By the time you think the trumpet will sound. Amen. By the time you think the oil will be lacking so don't waste time 
move forward. Move forward. The Lord said to him, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Did I not send you? Did I not send you? Do you know the power behind these words? God is telling you, Did I not send you, O Gideon? Do I not send you? If God has sent you, as Jesus said, even as the Father sent me, so I send you, go and preach the gospel in all the earth. Don't wait till your body is going to feel alright to preach the gospel. Today you will have stomach pain, tomorrow you will have back pain. Day after tomorrow you will have leg pain, knee pain. Are you going to hold on to every pain and say, okay, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. See, that's where I'm coming to the parable of the ten virgins. So I'm trying to connect the two dots together. Amen. Are you listening to the word this morning? Are you receiving the word this morning? See, I'm not preaching so that I want to excite you. I'm preaching so that I can unlock certain things within you this morning. I can unleash certain things in your spirit this morning. So that you'll come back with me saying that, Pastor, I have heard the word and now I'm stepping into my assignment. Come back next Sunday and say, I preached the gospel to 10 people this week. I baptized somebody in the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit. I healed the sick. There was one demon in my neighborhood. I cast it out in Jesus' name. My co-worker was complaining of a back pain. I said, don't go to the doctor. I have the healing power in the name of Jesus. And I healed and he was healed. That's how we must function as a church. Don't just come Sunday after Sunday, warm the chairs and say, oh, wonderful message. Wow. Give the pastor 10 points after 10 points. Give the worship team 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. We're sitting and rating people here. How long will we do that? It is time, Gideon, go in the smite of yours. There is a world perishing outside. There's a world perishing outside. What are your priorities in these last days? See, revivalists set their priorities right. They choose the presence of God. They choose the ministry of God. They choose the word of God as their first priority. They know that it is from that place that every other blessing flows into their lives. So I want you to choose and prioritize in this season. Am I going to have enough oil in my bank? Am I going to have enough oil with me in these last days? I'm coming to that part, very interesting part. Again, Gideon is complaining, verse 15 saying, And he said to me, Please Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. I am the least in my father's house. Can you connect with Gideon there? Say, how can I be used of you, Lord? I can't speak properly. That's a complaint that you have, right? I can't speak properly. I can't talk. I can't preach. I can't sing. I can't do that. No, no, no. You don't need to do all of that, Gideon. He's even saying that I am the weakest in my tribe. He's trying to do everything to get God's attention. That's what we do in prayer. We do, 
we pray and we try to get God's attention about our problems. I'm the weakest in my clan. I'm the weakest in my family. My father is not a pastor, Lord. How can I be a pastor? My father is not a worship leader. How can I be a worship leader? Shut up. You are called to serve him. Amen. You are anointed to serve him. How can I? How can I? How can I? I am least. I am nothing. And we've been taught to make humble prayers. When you go to the Lord, say, I am a worm, Lord. I am a cockroach, Lord. I am a red ant, Lord. I am a black ant, Lord. See how small I am. God doesn't care for these prayers, to be very honest. Does he respond to Gideon? <laughs> Does he respond to Gideon? Oh yes, Abigail, I know you're very quiet. I understand that. I know you're like this. No, God is not talking like that. That's how we expect God to speak. God says, I've called you to be creative. I've called you to be an artist. I've called you to express yourself differently before me. So walk in that destiny. Walk in that purpose. Sometimes you think that God doesn't care for your feelings. Yes, that's how it is. You have to get used to this God. Because his presence around you cancels every emotion and feeling that you're going through. Do I have to feel good every Sunday before I preach? No. I feel miserable sometimes. <laughs> Let me be honest. I feel miserable. I say, God, why am I supposed to do this? I don't want to do this. But God doesn't care about my feelings. So who cares about your feelings? <laughs> oh God, I don't want to worship. I don't want to sing. It doesn't matter. Who cares about your feelings? That's how God is. But yet we want God's attention in everything. You prepare whole night and you're like, ah, you're praying and then you prepare through the week and Sunday morning, you have one, three, four people will send you messages saying, uh, sorry, I cannot come to church today. <laughs> sorry, I'm not here today. Sorry, I'm very busy. <laughs> so you think you're going to feel good about it? It doesn't matter. You are called to do what you're called to do. The anointing that you carry cancels all feelings and emotions. You have to serve God without all those things. No strings attached. Turn to somebody and say, no strings attached. No feelings. <laughs> no feelings. No feelings. Amen. And the Lord said to him, but I will be with you and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. Hey, look at the way God is speaking to Gideon. He's pouring his complaint before him and God is telling him, you shall strike the Midianites with one strike as one man. God, uh, I don't know if I can really sing this morning. My voice is cracking. God, I, I, I can't preach today. My voice, you know, I feel, I feel very bad. But God saying, I will use you and you will strike the Midianites as one man. 
See the way God is speaking. That's why I say, go after the voice of the Lord. I was telling a pastor this week, as I was just spending time with him, I said, in church today, we have mastered the art of prayer, mastered the art of worship, we have mastered the art of even preaching, but very few people have mastered the art of knowing the voice of God, listening to the voice of God. Here is Gideon complaining and God is speaking to him saying, but I will be with you and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. Do you know that the God that you serve is more serious about your deliverance than you? He sees that you need a deliverance and a healing more than you think that you need a healing and deliverance. God says, go and you will strike the Midianites as one man. And he said to him, if now I have found favor in your eyes, then show me a sign. It is you that speaks with me. This Gideon is very stubborn. God is speaking to him so clearly and he is now saying, is it you, Lord? Is it you that is speaking to me? Show me a sign. See, this is how the human mind is. It's a perfect description between how the human mind thinks and how God's mind thinks. God is speaking to you and then you call two other prophets and say, I was hearing a voice. I don't know if it was this God's voice or my voice. Can you please confirm and tell me? So you now call two, three prophets to confirm whether you're listening to God or listening to some devil. Are you with me this morning? Amen. God is speaking to you. How else do you want God to speak to you? Am I challenging you this morning or no? How else do you want God to speak to you? He's saying, now I need a sign. And you see the patience of God. That's another attribute of the Lord. God knows that Gideon is a deliverer. And as he's encountering him, he's very keen on getting him to do what he's been sent to do on this earth. And as he's conversing with him, he says to him, and what does uh, Gideon tell the Lord? Please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. So now Gideon knows the scriptures, right? So he, he knows that God likes sacrifices. So he says, I will go bring a sacrifice and I will place it here and then I will know whether it is you speaking to me or no. So Gideon went to his house and prepared a young goat and unleavened cakes from an ephah of flow. The meat he put in a basket and the broth he put in a pot and brought them to him under the terebinth and presented them. So he presents the sacrifice before the Lord. And the angel of the Lord said to him, take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour the broth over them. And he did so. The angel of the Lord reached out the tip of the stuff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened cakes and fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat. As you encounter the Lord, as you hear the voice of the Lord, remember, there is also 
a sacrifice that you make in order to receive the fire of god into your life so gideon went and put that sacrifice on the rock and the angel of the lord said to gideon take the meat and unleavened cakes and put them on this rock so you place your sacrifice on the rock the rock is symbolic of the lord jesus he is our eternal rock so you place your sacrifice there you respond to the encounter by sacrificing something in order to ascertain that it was the lord who is encountering you man he put the sacrifice there and what does the bible say and fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes and the angel of the lord vanished from his sight and gideon knew that he was speaking with the lord face to face hallelujah so a sacrifice that you make for the lord a sacrifice that you make is going to bring the fire of heaven upon your life everybody wants the fire but nobody wants to sacrifice nobody wants to sacrifice you don't sacrifice just whatever you want to sacrifice but there is something that you give that is valuable and the most valuable thing for all of us is our time our families sometimes are there and and you have to take care of their family but sometimes you serve the lord by just asking god to take care of them so you sacrifice your time with your family you sacrifice your time from work you sacrifice your time from business to to put in some effort to serve the lord that sacrifice brings the fire down amen there's nothing that we can do that can really bring the fire of god on but sometimes god honors little sacrifices that you make some of you may have traveled a long way and come this morning that's a sacrifice that you're making may the lord honor you with a fresh fire from heaven hallelujah so you see there is a sacrifice involved in ministry in serving god in being called to serve god sometimes you may feel sick and you don't feel like going outside and doing any ministry or being called to go and do anything but when you do it god honors you amen there's a sacrifice involved alas o lord for now i have seen the angel of the lord face to face but the lord said to him peace be to you do not fear you shall not die Now the angel of the Lord vanished but it was the Lord who was there so you see the angel of the Lord came to confirm with Gideon that the Lord is already with him <laughs> so the angel of the Lord vanished but the Lord was still with Gideon hallelujah so the angel encountering you is a confirmation of what the lord is already doing in your life the 
angel is not coming to do anything new by himself the gabriel angel came to mary and say blessed art thou among women for thou art highly favored so they came to confirm the message of god so when you encounter angels this is something that you must understand they come to confirm the message of god that is upon your life they come to confirm they don't come to do anything more than what god has already accomplished and declared of your life the angel of the lord vanished but the lord was with gideon do not fear you shall not die i want to decree and declare that to you this season you shall not die do not fear you shall not die you won't die serving god amen when time comes when you fulfilled your assignment then you may go to be with the lord but every premature death in your life be cancelled in the name of jesus you shall not die before your time you shall not die before your time you shall grow young before the lord provided you serve the lord See, all these blessings you'll say shout in amen but when i say you need to go and serve the lord you need to sacrifice you need to preach the gospel there are no amens <laughs> amen we extract everything that we want from the lord but we don't want to bring anything see esau went and he hunted for the meat that his father required he went and got a specific meat that his father wanted and he brought the meat into the house while jacob was enjoying the meat that was already in the backyard jacob said why do you need to go to the field and hunt there's enough flock in the backyard let's cut one and just serve but whereas the father required a certain delicious kind of meat that esau went to hunt for as a church we must learn how to hunt for souls they're not going to come walking into your house you must go in search of people we have to do that in these last days because people are crying out for help let me tell you that people need to know jesus and they are ready the harvest is ready this is what jesus said right the harvest is ready but the laborers of you so so in matthew 25 let me close with this next 5 minutes i'll close amen are you eating from the word this morning matthew 25 the bible says that there was a time in the kingdom of god that of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom so the virgins took the lamp and went to meet the bridegroom so which means there was a certain focus on all the virgins both the wise and the foolish say wise and foolish both categories of virgins went to meet the bridegroom so they both knew that the bridegroom is coming they both knew that the bridegroom is coming so they went to meet the bridegroom now notice this this is very interesting 
five of them were foolish and five of them were wise so jesus categorizes them into two parts one five is foolish one that that's the five of them are foolish and the other five are wise why does he call them foolish verse 3 gives us the clue for when the foolish took their lamps they took no oil with them so it is possible that you go to meet the bridegroom and still not carry oil with you it is possible that you are serving god and still you don't have any oil it is possible that you're coming to church every week but you don't have any oil it is possible that you are praying and reading the word but you lack any oil what is the oil the oil is the anointing the oil is the spirit of god the oil is the overflowing grace of god the oil is the power of god so it is possible that you are going to serve him you're going to meet him but you don't have the oil left and you think you're going to make it wake up this morning you can't make it if you don't have the oil you can have the lamp the lamp is signifying of the word of god the lamp is what signifying of the word of god so they carried the lamp so they had the word but they had no oil thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path so the word is a lamp unto our feet so they had direction they were going to meet the bridegroom but they lacked the oil they were foolish they didn't know that they were foolish that is the understanding here they thought they were wise are you are you with me this morning they thought that they were wise they thought that they can make it to heaven somehow they thought that uh, just before the second coming somehow i'll get serious for the lord somehow i'll do things for god somehow i'll serve god at the last somehow i'll get serious it doesn't work start now don't somebody say start now start now start now start now don't waste time don't become a foolish virgin thinking that you can make it in the end it doesn't work that's what jesus is trying to tell us for when the foolish took their lamps they took no oil but listen to this but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps the wise took what flasks which means that's plural flasks of oil they carried abundance of oil everybody say abundance of oil abundance of power abundance of glory abundance of god's glory and power they carried so in order for you to make it you need to have the abundance of god right now not not at the end don't think the last 10 years of your life you will serve god more start now tonight this service you make a commitment to the lord and say i am starting this afternoon I'm not going to wait. As I told you, two years back there was COVID. Now there is war. Tomorrow you never know what's going to happen. Are we ready to meet the bridegroom? Amen.
Christ took flasks of oil with their lamps. Now note verse number 5. As the bridegroom was delayed. Now this is a question that you all should ask when you study the scriptures. How can God delay his coming? Because God is always on time. We say that right? Brother God is always on time. He is never late. He is always on time. But here the scripture says, the bridegroom was delayed. Do you have the anointing to discern the delays of God? Do you have the grace and the oil to know that God is delaying his coming? Why is he delaying his coming? He's delaying his coming so that the foolish virgins will become wiser. He's delaying his coming so that the foolish church can become a wiser church. He doesn't want anybody to lose out. You're going through a tough situation in your life and you say, Oh Jesus, I can't handle this. Please come back. You want Jesus to come back because you're going through a tough time. What about the others? I know this is very uncomfortable this morning but as I give you this strong 500 mg pill this morning it will work this week amen it will work to swallow that pill is a little difficult but when you absorb the word and you put it to work you're going to say results you're going to bear fruit because even if God has given me 10, it is my responsibility that all 10 of you come to heaven. That's the success of my ministry. If 10 of you can make it, <laughs> then I have 100% success. Amen? So I have to prepare the 10 that God has given me. Because that's what the scripture says. There were 10. <laughs> right? So success is not measured by how many people attend your church. Success is measured by how many people make it to heaven from your church. What's the point if you have 2,000 people in a church and only 20 make it? What's the success rate? 10%. One percent, huh? Thank you. <laughs> so, let me stir you up this morning. The bridegroom is delaying because he wants us to be ready. He's patient. He doesn't want you to lose out on eternity. He doesn't want you to lose out on the eternal hope of salvation that has been promised in the word of God. He doesn't want you to miss out on the millennium rule and kingdom that is coming on the earth for a thousand years. He doesn't want you to perish in hell fire. He doesn't want you to perish. That's why the Son of God came to destroy the works of evil. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish. He doesn't want you to perish. Turn to somebody and say he doesn't want you to perish. 
He doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want us to perish. He doesn't want our destiny to perish. He doesn't want our assignment to perish. He doesn't want our talents to perish. He doesn't want our gifts to perish. Everything that he has blessed us with, he wants it to come out in full glory and power. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? The bridegroom was delayed and they all became drowsy and slept. Even the wise virgin slept. They became drowsy and slept. But the thing is, they had the abundance of oil already. Even though God delayed, even though the bridegroom delayed, they already had the oil with them. They already had the oil with them. Then all those virgins rose. But no, verse number six. But at midnight there was a cry saying, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. So while everybody slept, who was this one that was listening? Have you ever thought about it? Who was this one that was listening? Everybody slept. They all became drowsy and slept. But there was one who was listening attentively and those are the watchmen of the hour the watchmen everybody say the watchmen the watchmen are the ones who are the ones that intercede so it is those who intercede it is those who watch it is those who stand in the midnight hour it is those who stand in the gap and pray that will hear the voice of the bridegroom coming and announce it to the world so if you are a worshiper you must be a man who stands in the gap if you are a warrior you must be one that stands in the gap you must constantly look to hear the voice of the bridegroom I can tell you with assurance that the bridegroom is announcing his coming. I can tell you that the bridegroom is arriving. I can tell you with assurance that Jesus is coming sooner than you think. Tell my bride that I am coming sooner than they think. You think that your hair is going to turn gray and white and then Jesus is going to come before you lose more hair he will come amen you think after I get married he'll come he may come before that before before it's too close the coming of the Lord is at hand are you ready to be a revivalist are you ready to be an end time revivalist? Are you ready to preach the gospel? Don't waste. It's not about your emotions. It's not about your feelings. At midnight there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet with him. So the voice of the watchman, the voice of the intercessors woke up all those who were drowsy and slept. So the voice of the watchman and the intercessors always, they watch in the night hours, they watch for the coming of the Lord and they wake up the church. That's what's happening this morning. God is waking you up so that you will no longer be drowsy 
in your faith. Amen. You woke up at 8.30 in the morning and you're feeling drowsy for a 10.30 service. Pastor, <laughs> I woke up really early in the morning. Bangalore people complain. I woke up really early today. What time, brother? 8 o'clock. <laughs> 8 o'clock is not early. Try getting up at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Amen. When you carry the fire of God, you sleep less. And you still feel fresh. That's the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. preach here from here I can leave and I can go to another location and I can preach for another 3 hours then I can take a 15 minute break I can preach another I have done it I have done 4 services on Sunday once and still felt fresh at the end of the day and I wonder that am I a human being or what but let me tell you the anointing and the oil that you carry is supernatural you don't serve God with your ability. He has given you the ability. It is not your ability. It is His ability in you. So you have to trust that. We preach the gospel to two people and then we are like, oh, I'm so tired now. I need to have it. I need to have one meals. Then I need to go home and dress. What did you do? I preached the gospel to two people just now. I'm feeling so tired. Hey, carry the abundance of oil in these last days. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, anoint me with abundance of oil. I need the abundance of God's glory in my life. I need abundance. I cannot live like this, Lord. Come on, cry out to him and say, I cannot live like this, Lord. I need to rise up. I need to rise up. We need to rise up. We need to rise up. And the foolish, now listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to close with this. I know I've taken time, but let me close with this. It's not complete till I close this. Are you okay? Can I take five minutes? Yes? No? Then all the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. <laughs> This is exactly what they had in mind when they left to meet the bridegroom. They said, anyways, the other group will have so we can borrow from them. That's the attitude that God wants to break in the church this morning. Anyways, we are going to know when the Lord is going to come. No, there will be a time when everybody is getting ready. They'll say, oh, earthquake is happening there. Their war is happening. Their pestilence, their plague. Everybody will be dancing. So yes, we need to go to the Lord. It is right now. Say right now. They, they, they were doing exactly. So don't think that they didn't know. They knew. But they didn't make an effort to gather the oil. Just when they heard the bridegroom is coming. Oh my God. Last minute. These are last minute believers. Last minute believers. Somehow I want to get into the. Somehow I want. Somehow we'll make it to heaven. It doesn't work. The Bible says, the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. So what did they say? Listen to what the wise answered. The wise answered saying, since there will not be enough for us and for you, 
go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves now listen to this the foolish when they want the oil they ask for the oil directly when the wise want the oil they don't ask for the oil they understand how the oil is made how the oil is built up how the oil is created the foolish go and ask for the oil so when you want something you don't go and ask for it directly from the wise don't say give me you have 1 million can you give me that 1 million i need it being a wise individual you don't give that person that 1 million you know why you tell them listen there was a process that i went through to get this 1 million i will teach you the process on how to get this 1 million i'm not going to give you the 1 million because if i give you the 1 million you're going to be spoiled they had abundance of oil they should have given ideally right are you getting the perspective they had abundance of oil they should have given them but yet they were wise even in that hour they said if we give you we may run out we may run out so we can't give you but we'll tell you how we got it go to the dealers and buy it for yourself there is a price that you pay to get that oil we have paid a price for that we can't give you what we have paid a price for free of cost you need to go and buy it yourself so you need to start paying the price now to carry that oil before the bridegroom comes you can't pay the price at the end it may be too late i don't know when next i'm going to preach like this <laughs> but i feel the urgency of the spirit of god this morning you cannot buy it in the end the oil must be bought now you must pay the price now you must pray now you must intercede now you must start your bible reading now you must start your worship now you must begin to activate your calling and your destiny now by faith you must do it now this week you must do it after you go back home don't again flip the remote and start watching tv and say ah good service voice of god it is not me giving you this word it is the voice that is coming to you take the word and go and meditate and say god how can i prepare myself better for your coming how can i position myself better how can i come into alignment with your purposes and your destiny how can i multiply what you've given me we heard about multiplication last week right i want to give you a message on multiplication it's going to blow your mind do more for the lord than what you're doing right now it's not enough what you're doing right now the wise answered since there will not be enough for you go rather to the dealers and buy yourself and while they were going to buy see what happened while they were going to buy everybody said while they were going to buy while they were going to buy while they were making the decision to pay the price while they were getting ready to pray the bridegroom came 
so they lost it right while they were going to buy the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him who who went in with him those who were ready everybody say ready not the ones that are getting ready <laughs> those who are ready there's a difference between marrying a bride who is ready and a bride who's getting ready <laughs> the bride who's getting ready will make the bridegroom wait the bridegroom is waiting bride is coming bride is coming and the bride is getting ready but actually according to the jewish wedding it is the bride that is getting ready it is a bride that will be ready with the friends and then the bridegroom comes here it is all ulta pulta right it's the other way around where the bridegroom is waiting don't be a bride that is getting ready when the bridegroom comes be a bride that is ready be a bride that is ready everybody shout and say be ready be ready be ready be ready they came and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was shut it's a very organized marriage they don't allow late comers <laughs> you can't take your gift and come at 8 o'clock for the reception and still be allowed inside 6:30 sharp you have to be there you have to be there you can't come at 8 o'clock i went for a wedding i finished and at 9 o'clock i saw some friends coming i said hey they already left i just made fun of them i said they already left the bride and bridegroom have already left so oh they left is it they ran inside <laughs> see see be ready now the time is now they went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was shut afterward the other virgins came also saying lord lord open to us so they knew the lord see they were saying not god god they said what lord lord this is a difference when you say god god and lord lord they said lord lord so which means they knew the lord they cried out saying lord lord open to us and what does he respond truly i say to you i do not know you but he answered truly i say to you i do not know you watch therefore for you know not neither the day nor the hour stand to your feet watch therefore for you know not neither the day nor the hour watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour they cried out saying lord lord open the door for us this is also talking about the coming of the lord the rapture the secret coming of the lord the secret coming of jesus there will be a remnant that is foolish that will cry out and say lord lord open to us lord you forgot about us and the response from the lord is i never knew you i do not know you so god's answer 
the lord's answer i do not know you is a very serious answer because when he says i do not know you it's very deep you don't want to be in that category where the lord looks at us and says i do not know you let's lift our hands and say lord prepare me prepare me as a revivalist i want to rise up in these last days i want to flow in the power of god i want to flow in the anointing of the spirit i want to walk in the power of almighty god i want to walk in the fullness of what the lord has kept for me i want to walk in the fullness of the holy spirit i want to start praying those long hours i want to start reading the bible i want to start meditating on the scriptures i want to live a life that reflects and carries and let the glory of the lord flow out of my life and bless everybody around me that's the life that i want to live I cannot live a life that lacks oil. I cannot live a life that lacks prayer. We've organized every evening a Zoom prayer. You know, it's time for us to pray. It's time for us to intercede. Don't take the things of God for granted. Because at the end you don't want to hear the Lord tell you, "I do not know you." You don't want the Lord to say I do not know you. Watch therefore watch watch a good steward will watch for the coming of the Lord. And so Father this morning we pray that you would Lord bless us. We lift our hands to you and surrender. Lift your hands and say Lord I surrender this morning. Say Lord I surrender to serve you. I surrender to know you. I surrender to serve you to the best of my ability. I want to carry the abundance of oil. I cannot live the life of a foolish virgin waiting for the end. You cannot make it somehow to heaven. You have to become ready to make it to heaven. You have to be ready. You have to be ready. Today you have to be ready. Today let the voice of the Lord come to your heart Spirit of the living God Spirit of the living God fall afresh on your people this morning release a revivalist anointing upon them father god lift your hands and receive it say lord i receive the anointing of a revivalist i receive the anointing i receive the end time anointing to be a revivalist in my generation I receive the anointing to be a worship revivalist. I receive the anointing to be an intercessor, a warrior, a preacher, a carrier of truth, a kingdom financier, a kingdom businessman. I receive the anointing. I want to function in full glory, in full power in this coming season for your glory, Lord. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. we give you the praise we give you the praise father release your glory release your glory all over this room let your children begin to experience that fresh anointing and that grace for revival in these last days let them walk in you
let them have fellowship with you in the mighty name of Jesus we pray amen and amen now may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the father and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore amen and amen i want you to ponder on this word i have to end the service because of time otherwise i could have taken more time to teach you more things but i respect your time and uh, i want you to go back and think and ponder and ask the holy spirit lord am i ready for your coming you must ask the lord lord am i ready if not make me ready i don't want to delay start the process today start the process today it's your personal nobody is going to be responsible for the oil that you lack the church is not responsible your pastor is not responsible your husband is not responsible you are responsible to carry that oil yourself nobody and nobody can be blamed but like gideon you must go in the might of the lord for it is i who send you says the spirit of the lord